past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad you joined us here today because we have another guest who's going to share information with you that you need to take your career to the next level. Our guest today is Katie Sechrist and she is the Director of Strategic Partnerships at Sustainable Business Consulting. So it's a firm that helps businesses do sustainability. But Katie, you've also been helping people who want to get into the career of sustainability. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So thank you for joining us. Thanks, Marie. I'm excited to get into it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the career field of sustainability. Absolutely. Yeah. My my path, um, unlike most others, was actually very direct. Um, I had an undergraduate degree that was uh, literally called business and sustainability. So I went ahead and got a job at Sustainable Business Consulting, um, SBC, and that's what we do out here in Seattle. Um, I I got the skills, the training I needed, um, and I knew the right people. I got in touch with um, the CEO of our company, and it was an easy transition. So how would you help someone who's thinking about switching to sustainability or not, how would you help them? How would you advise someone who's thinking about a career in sustainability? What should they do? How should they get started? It's a great question. It's one um, a lot of folks are asking right now, especially as, um, as we start to see the millennial generation come into the workforce and think about, well, how can I align my personal values with my business values? Um, and, and that's the right question is, how do I do it? <laughs> how do I get in there? Because sustainability is really, um, you know, in our line of work, it's in every department. It's in um, every level of a business. And so there's really no direct path. Um, you know, if you want to be a lawyer, you take the bar exam and off you go. Um, in sustainability, you can be in operations, you can be in um, HR, you can be um, you know, you can be a consultant or you can be, um, you know, internal. And so there's, there's really enough uh, paths to take you there. And our, um, what we do is, in what we tell people, is really just to start thinking about how can you reframe your skills um, that do you work across departments? Um, are you a leader? Can you, can you problem solve? Um, can you work with ambiguity? Are you um, are you good at data? All of those things um, are are incorporated into a day to day job of somebody in sustainability. And so, how do you reframe those skills to really um, to really get you to the the conversation you want to have? Which is, you know, how can I help this business, um, either my own or a new business? Think about sustainability as part of our day to day operations. And then, you know, really, it's just like any other job, you got to get to know the right people in the field. Um, you need to, you know, have conversations with those that are doing sustainability already um, in their field of choice or in their um, in their type of department, and ask the right questions and and start to speak that language. Yeah, so that's 
part of the good thing about this career, but maybe part of what makes it a little bit more challenging is that it really is in a lot of industries. You can do this type of work in a lot of different types of companies. So tell me a little bit about where, where your colleagues work and what are some of the opportunities? Um, Absolutely. Uh, So, so our colleagues, um, we work across 49 different industries. Um, so we are in almost every industry you can think of. Um, some of, you know, for example, I can talk about um, one of our local clients out here that uh, is a manufacturer for durable, reusable um, drinking vessels. And so you can be in product design um, or packaging or um, even in, you know, just supply chain and operations on how are you integrating the best environmental and social standards into your processes. Um, we also have, you know, an airline that is a client um, in, in logistics. And so how is your, you know, your fuel um, as well as the, the parts of your planes and, and when, you're, um, when you're cycling through seats or uh, airplane seats or you're cycling through um, food and catering on a flight, how is how are you thinking about, you know, local purchasing or um, or waste generation and uh, and that's, you know, specific to the airline industry. And then, you know, we can kind of give you a couple examples, but um, we also work in, you know, the banking sector and so in financial services. So how are your how are your investments aligned with um, the best social and environmental standards. Um, how are you, you know, providing? I think everyone probably has e statements now, where it's paperless, and you get an email or, or just you know log into your account. How do, how can you do things that are both best for the environment, but also make it easy and convenient for your customers? Yeah, and so you all are consulting with these companies, but I'm guessing that there's other consulting firms like you, and those companies themselves hire people in this field, so there really are a lot of opportunities. Is that a fair assessment? That is a fair assessment, yeah. It really uh, it really comes down to, is is the business that you're working for or the organization, are, are you willing to change? Or is there an appetite for kind of that, environmental and social lens on sustainability and you know sometimes there's not and that's probably not a good place for you to start your career in sustainability because you're not going to get very far um or you may just have a really big uphill battle um but you know there's a lot of organizations that that are out there and you're seeing you know even the fortune 500 um most of them are reporting on sustainability and they're publicly Dating their commitments and uh, and their performance, and so there are more than enough organizations that are willing to make the change, make some switches, put some resources down towards um, how do we do things differently towards sustainability, and and that's really where you want to start when you're looking to get into this field is is there an appetite so that you can start doing the work? Yeah. And there are there certain places where these types of positions are posted or um, associations that you would recommend people get engaged with? There, yes and no. Um, I wish there was an easier answer. Um, right along those lines of finding the right businesses, um, there is actually 
a group of organizations. There's over 3,000 nationwide certified B corporations, benefit corporations. And what that means is those companies have undergone a very extensive um, assessment of their business, and they have been deemed, you know, the best of the best in environmental and social standards. And so there is, for that community of businesses, you know, again, there's over 3,000 nationwide, um, there is actually a a website called B, as in Brad, you know, bwork.com. And and you can go to that, and all of those companies are posting um, jobs that they have that are open. So, you know, if you're willing, there's there's many around the nation, but also, you know, especially if you're willing to relocate, that's a great place to look um, to find a company or an organization that's going to be aligned with your values. Beyond that, I mean, I think really it's just, um, it really comes down to if you're looking online at Indeed or, or something else, you you really just have to have an open mind about, okay, you know, what would be your due diligence on what companies um, are posting jobs that you can go and find? Are they saying something on sustainability? Do they have some articles out there? Um, do they, you know, is there anything on their website? Uh, and that'll help you to determine and decide, is this the right company to start my career on sustainability? Yeah, and, and there are, I mean, I, watch the business news and people come across with their press releases and they're sharing about this so you can see that that's something that's important to them and and as we're always talking about in the careers landscape right put it on your target list those companies that we see talking about sustainability and and doing things that that are showing they have an interest in that area absolutely and and you did ask you are there industry associations yes um, almost every industry from the Sustainable Apparel Coalition to the Pet Sustainability Index. I mean, there's, there's uh, for any industry out there, sustainable aviation, you, you, can find, um, you can find a sustainability working group within just about every industry. And that's really a, yeah, a great place to go to um, start putting your feelers out for what type of language you need to know to get into that industry. And um, who is playing in that industry? You know, who's who's sponsoring some of these organizations? Uh, yeah, any of that will help you to get closer and closer um, to the right position for you. Now, is there, um, you'd mentioned that you got your degree in sustainability. I'm guessing that there are also certifications or courses that people are taking to make that transition if it's not something that they've started with early on in their career. There is, yeah. So, um, so similar. You know, I mentioned the bar exam. <laughs> There's actually an organization um, called the International Society of Sustainability Professionals, um, ISSP for short, and they're uh, they're attempting to create um, a you know nationwide, um, nation- nationally recognized uh, certification for sustainability professionals and experts, and so. Things like that are, are coming up. Um, they're they're becoming more prevalent. Um, there's also, you know, we talk about um, uh, about careers specifically. So SBC um, is actually the the career arm. We've recent recently launched a partnership with Presidio Graduate School, um, and and SBC has become the career arm for their students who are getting MBAs and MPAs in sustainability. 
Um, and so, so there are dedicated colleges and universities. There's, there are dedicated programs um, within those colleges as well that are, are focused on sustainable business. Yeah, the, uh, so I'm from Colorado State University was where I got my undergrad mm-hmm. and worked for a while. And they have a great program there for sustainability entrepreneurship, I think. They do. Yes, exactly. It's entrepreneurship, um, which is, is another wonderful way. I mean, we're seeing so many new companies coming out of the woodworks um, from entrepreneurs that are social entrepreneurs that are saying, hey, we can do things differently and we don't want to do it you know, within a company, we want to do it ourselves and do it right. Um, and that's been, that's been great to see. Well, thank you for sharing. And we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll continue talking about how you could get into a career in sustainability with Katie. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been here with Katie Seacrest talking about sustainability. And Katie, we've been talking about this environmental, well, what I kind of assume in my brain, my brain goes to more environmental sustainability as we've been having these conversations. And before we leave that topic, just kind of your last thoughts on what skills people need to get into that or or how they would get started moving down that road. Yeah, Marie, um, there there are a lot of uh, various hard and soft skills that you need in sustainability. I think um, the easy way to, especially if you're starting out your career, the easy conversation to have is the soft skills. 
um, you know, if you're not technically aware of all the things, um, hard skills needed in sustainability, it's easy to talk about, well, I'm good at, I'm good at problem solving um, and dealing with ambiguity where, you know, the sustainability industry is changing almost every week, it seems. Um, and there's always something new and, and something to, to figure out of what's next um, and react to. And so dealing with ambiguity, um, working, working across departments, um, are you good at, you know, teamwork and getting people, um, you know, especially if, if you're kind of a one-man or one-woman team on an organization, which is very common for sustainability directors, um, you know, you have to figure out how do I work with others to both pool resources to get these things done, but also, you know, you can't, can't call yourself a sustainable company if you only focus on um, energy use and your facilities. You know, you, you really have to look at all different lenses. And so um, that working across departments and problem solving and bringing people together, um, that, those are all, you know, soft skills that are absolutely needed. And some of the hard skills, um, what you're seeing most recently is, um, you know, it depends on, on what uh, department you're in, but there's everything from how are we recording our metrics and our performance on sustainability. So um, are you calculating your emissions? Um, are you thinking about diversity metrics within your company, um, talking about social and then how are you reporting that? And so, so there are some um, hard skills in there as well, especially um, when it comes to you know finance and accounting and saying, yeah, this is worth it. Um, I, I crunch the numbers and this is the return on investment or um, this is you know why it makes sense because we'll get X number of uh, brand dollars out of this or um, reach a certain you know new consumer market. So you really um, those those hard skills come from. Uh, reaching across to, to various parts of the business and being able to um, identify uh, actions and opportunities um, and communicate those that are, are going to be able to get you across the finish line. Yeah, so they are skills that people can learn. Obviously, it always helps to have that, you know, sustainability class or sustainability certificate on their resume if they're trying to make a right. transition, which... I know there's a lot of schools offering those and many virtually if people um, need to, to finish something virtually. So it's a good way to get those some of those skills you were mentioning on your resume. That's what exactly about it. And there social? Are, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into the social. Um, I just wanted to mention you're you're absolutely right that there are so many online resources um, and it's it's this kind of wild west in sustainability, but the great thing about it is that, you know, we're all working towards the same goal. Um, yes, there's some, you know, competitive edge um, as a piece of it, but in the big picture, um, everyone that, that has a tool or has, you know, some sort of um, leg up that and resource that they can give you to help you advance um, environmentally or socially, you're going to be able to find it online. So there's great free online resources that, you know, you don't have to do it yourself um, as long as you, you're willing and able to find it online. Yes, yeah, and a lot of the 
massive online open courses have trainings and sustainability that people can take and then a lot of the universities have ones that you'd pay for but you could actually put you know that certificate on your Mm -hmm. on your resume so talk to me a little bit about social this is something that's kind of blown up in the last few years where people want companies to take a social stand and um but then you know, what does that look like from a job seeker's perspective and how does that change job search? Yeah, it's certainly a, um, it's new, even newer than environment. Uh, you know, social justice, yes, has been around forever. Um, but in this sense that corporations are beginning, you're starting to hear the word social responsibility, they're beginning to to be held against the flame for what are they doing to advance social justice and equity. Um, and this is coming from millennials. Um, it's coming from, you know, Gen, but all the generations, Gen Z, um, but Gen Xers as well, and saying, hey, you know, I've been doing this job for 30 years, and I've, I've got kids and grandkids now that are, you know, I'm starting to change my perspective on what it means to career and to have value in that and so you are seeing a shift at almost every generation uh, of how do we transition into a more socially just world and starting with you know those those corporations and um, that entails everything from how do you treat your employees to um, how are you working you know across your supply chain and your value chain to bring better working conditions um, or more you know safer areas and environments uh, for your people to work in. And how do you, you know, what comes down to it is just how do you create a workspace that everyone coming into that, whether it's staff or employees or it's customers, feel that they're welcome there, um, that they can bring their full self to the workplace. And so while it's, it's um, it's not changing the career search necessarily, um, although I will say, you know, diversity and equity, if if you have no experience in that, um, it's a hot topic right now, and um, if you're applying for a sustainability position, you're certainly going to get asked about it. Um, how do you deal with this? How would you, you know, recommend we handle the situation? And so there, there are some questions and qualifications that um, are coming out that maybe you know didn't used to be before um, for a position like sustainability because you're right you know most people think oh sustainability that's just the environment um, and it's not it's really not the case anymore um, especially within the context of a business and a corporation you're you're certainly if you're in sustainability you're doing all the above <laughs> you're doing everything from environment to social to financial and economic so um, so it's changing it slightly, but uh, but really it's just that emphasis on how do we do things best, uh, and that doesn't just mean by our materials or our, our emissions from our operations, but um, it's also by our people. Yeah, and that, you know, it's one of those things that it's always hard for individuals within a company because no one's perfect and I saw somebody post the other day about you know employer branding employers kind of saying what they want us to see about them but that's not always true and you know no no one can be perfect and especially when you're talking about social justice issues 
everyone has their own kind of opinion about what that looks like and even on diversity and how it should be handled or recruited or Mm -hmm. um and and so i think there's some challenging things there as a job seeker to navigate how do you find out if a company really connects with you um but and some of the the socials just kind of messy environmental can be a little bit messy but socials really messy because we all have a different perspective around what some of those things mean I think you're exactly right, Marie, and, um, and it's definitely where that due diligence comes in of, can you get a chance to talk to somebody on the inside? Um, you know, if you're looking to move into a new company, a new career, um, who can you talk to that might know those things? And, you know, there's a lot of rating organizations out there now as well that are rating companies based on their social standards or their environmental standards. and. What it comes down to is transparency, um, which you you know you mentioned is what are we saying versus what are we really doing, um, and and you can go and and find those types of um, scores out there on certain companies, um, especially you know the big ones, um, and see are they walking the talk, um, and if not, then yeah, if you can get in and have a conversation with someone, that's going to get you a lot farther than than anything online will get you. Yeah, having those conversations, understanding what what really matters to the company, um, and maybe you know, as my colleagues and I, we just did our um, just put together the white paper from our annual trends event, and one of the things that people were talking about is helping, especially Gen Z, be a little bit um, patient. Not that they're not patient, mm-hmm. but that they're very, uh, they can be very passionate about some of these social issues, which is great, but realizing that companies, it's always a give and take. Same thing with environmental, right? There's that give and take of we have to make sure the things that we do are financially sustainable um, in, mm-hmm. in addition to being environmentally sustainable. And there's good, good answers that are both and, um, and sometimes those take a little bit longer to find. Absolutely, and and that's really where SBC, um, where my company, where we come in at, is it has to be sustainable in all three areas. Uh, yeah, financial, environmental, and social. Um, and there are, like you said, so many opportunities in there. Um, we do hope, I say this all the time, we do hope that uh, more Gen Xers out there in the older generation decide to do more in this space because we need it. Um, you know, some of some of my young professionals are very excited about what can be, um, but we don't really know, um, you know, that generation doesn't necessarily know how to get it done. Um, but the, those that have been in the workforce that are seasoned professionals, they do. And so we're hoping that, that there's more um, transition to get the older generation um, moving in this direction so we can make change faster. Yes, yeah, and everybody working together instead of trying to um, okay yeah. boomer each other. It's just not a very productive yes. war to get into, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing with us, Katie. And if you want to share the information on how people can connect with you and your company, that would be great. Absolutely, Marie. Thank you so much um, for having me on. You can find um, SBC online at sustainablebizconsulting.com, um, and you can find me on, on LinkedIn or, or Twitter um, at Seacrest Katie. 
um, and happy to connect. I, I really do hope um, anyone reaches out as they have questions or are just interested and want to talk more. Yeah, it's such a, a growing field, a good opportunity for people who are passionate about social issues, environmental issues, to get involved with companies, as you were saying, across all industries and make a difference. So thank you, Katie, for joining us. And we'll be back here on The Career Confidant, but we'll say goodbye to Katie. And thank you so much. We'll see you in a few minutes here on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Katie Sechrist from Sustainable Business Consulting in Seattle. And we've been talking about how do you get into a career in sustainability. This is an area that is growing. It's an area that companies are wanting to do better in for the social aspect, the marketing aspect of it, for the business aspect. So although sometimes there are costs associated with these types of programs, there are often also financial savings. And as Katie was saying, we realize that there has to be a financial incentive, if you will, to make these changes. And a lot of times that financial incentive can be longer term. It may not be immediate, uh, but if a company is looking long term, they can figure out that payback period and is it worth it for them to make this investment, knowing that they'll make the environment environmental impact, which is huge as well as the social impact, which is important, and, and especially as they look for recruiting in a, in a 
challenging recruiting market and then also that financial piece so that they can maintain their financial sustainability and more and more of the kind of win-win-win solutions are becoming available it's challenging for individuals on you know kind of either side of this issue to have a good conversation sometimes about the the holistic picture and for those of you who are thinking about getting into this career and I would encourage you to think about all the different sides I've seen people struggle in this field because they get too down far down the the rabbit hole of the environmental side and then can't have a good conversation with the the financial piece and you have to have as Katie said all three sides for these solutions to work and when I think about this career field, um, I was working with a client years ago and this the environmental sustainability types of positions were just coming online, just coming on board. And he thought, you know, I'd like to get into this field, but I haven't been in it before. I don't know anything. Um, and at that point, there weren't a lot of programs training people to do it. There weren't a lot of programs where the people that were hiring for this were expecting people to have a degree. So he did some networking, talked to people that had these types of positions and got hired in a position without doing any additional training. Now his background was in environmental health. So he had that measurement, analytics, environmental impact in some ways underneath his belt. Um, but it was exciting to me just being in a relatively small community, then getting to see him become a pillar in the local community as a sustainability expert on the business side of things. And he could come to the table and talk to the business folks who were really worried about the immediate financial investments, especially from businesses and then also on the sustainability side the importance of sustainability and the environmental impact of it and I'm always impressed by those people that can talk around many different sides of an issue and perhaps in some ways curtail their passion for one side in order to be able to have the conversation with the other side which there's never really sides but we like to think about it that way it, and position ourselves that way sometimes. And he just, he was amazing to me that probably in the five years from when I worked with him to launch into sustainability to when then I saw him sitting at a, a community discussion around other investments the community was looking to make in sustainability, the, the wisdom and the decorum with which he was able to have that conversation. So it's a, conversation it's a, a a type of career that if you're going to get into having the ability to have challenging conversations to talk to both sides or three sides or whatever it might be of an issue is one of those soft skills that you will need as katie was talking about there's hard skills in, in terms of the analytics and environmental studying and then there's the soft skills and a lot of those are going to be around convening groups having these difficult conversations helping people understand all the different aspects that go into it because it's not an easy conversation and there's a lot of heated discussions going on especially when you get into the environmental 
versus, and I've got my little air quotes out, versus financial um, impacts because it, oftentimes people pit those against each other even though they don't need to be. So this type of career, this sustainability career is an option, an opportunity, and as my colleagues were getting together and talking about the trends for 2019, 2020, where's, where are things going? One of the hot topics was this idea of this idea of environmental sustainability and Gen Z especially, but also millennials and of course somewhat of, of all the generations, but those younger generations perhaps being a little bit more vocal and a little bit more featured in the news right now that environmental sustainability is a must for companies and as we look towards the future just as diversity and social issues will be embedded in a company's ability to be successful especially companies that are direct to consumer is going to be important and environmental sustainability even perhaps much more so because it's a very hot button issue right now as you look at global warming and all of the conversations that are going around globally and especially in Europe is where I see the these conversations kind of blowing up here in the US we talk about it and then it seems to kind of die down a little bit and Europe seems to be more consistently pushing and and um, advocating for changes related to climate change so it's, it's a, a good career to get into, and as um, Katie was saying, there's positions like this in all different types of industries. There are sustainable groups, sustainable factions within many different industries. So depending on where your current experience is, it might behoove you to stay in a similar type of industry as you're moving into sustainability. So if you're in manufacturing, or she was saying, you know, airlines have sustainability officers, um, there's a lot of different ways to get into it. But most of the time when you're making a transition and you're transitioning roles, which a transition into sustainability from something else would be a transition in roles, then staying in your same industry where at least you have that depth in the industry can be helpful for you in making that transition. And then you want to research the hard skills that are required, the analytics, the environmental impact studies that, that you might need to be doing. And of course, in this type of work, communication is going to be a hard skill as well, doing presentations and thinking about how can you kind of mind map, here are all of the skills that I'm going to be needing or needing to demonstrate. And then here are examples of when I've actually done those things so that I can speak to the skill sets, even though it may not be done in that direct line of work. That's how we make the connection between what I've done and what this employer is looking for me to do. And the more connection points you can make and the more specific you can be and have examples the easier that transition is going to make, easier it's going to be to make that transition. Now, if you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that I'm not a huge fan of the term transferable skills. It's too magical, mystical, and in 
it doesn't they don't transfer they require you to make the connection make the translation and show someone how they connect in that new field transferable skills can also cause us to overemphasize soft skills in a way that sounds fluffy excellent communication skills etc and that doesn't help us because everyone else is doing that and it doesn't mean anything to an employer. So we really wanna dig deeper and look at what are the skills and how can I demonstrate it? So if they're looking for you to give public presentations to build community awareness and support for this issue, then tell me about a time when you gave a presentation and had to gain support for an idea. It doesn't have to be a similar situation, but within your organization, perhaps, you had to give a presentation to try to build buy-in for a program. And if you can tell that story, and especially if you can tell the result and the result is great, it's gonna be very powerful, much more powerful than just saying excellent communication skills. So that's those translation points, the connection points that we're trying to make, not just on your resume, but then of course, when you get into the interview, to be able to speak specifically to how you've done those skills in the past. And as you're stepping into those roles and perhaps, especially if we're driven by our passion for this cause, to be mindful of the balance and the give and take that has to happen in any kind of role, especially in these kinds of roles where where it's gonna take time to make an impact, where the small impacts are gonna add up over time. I've seen people in these roles who get frustrated, get kind of burnt out fast um, because the vision and the passion doesn't always match with the glacial pace at which organizations, especially large organizations who are more likely to have these types of positions, they move at a slower pace and things don't always connect as quickly as we'd like them to do. So if we can set our expectations a little bit in advance and um, ask questions in the interviews that help us really understand the passion and the commitment of the organization to these positions and these programs that's helpful, but then they're probably still going to move slower than you want them to when you get into the role. So let's take a short break and when we come back, talk a little bit more about the social piece and the social sustainability, social justice branding that's going on for organizations and how you can watch for that and research that in your job search. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. 
We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Katie Seacrest. And if you missed that segment to go and listen to it. She was talking about what it takes to get into a career in sustainability. And she works for Sustainable Business Consulting out of Seattle. And, you know, it's interesting when you work for a consulting company like that, because of course you get to work with a lot of organizations that have internal sustainability people themselves. Maybe they don't if they're too small. And so she just had this wide perspective, broad perspective about all of the things that, um, you can do in sustainability and how you can get into it and of course you don't necessarily have to be in sustainability to be making an environmental impact this was one of the questions or conversations i had early on with one of my close family members about the job that they wanted to do to save the world environmentally and it was getting into alternative energy unfortunately the background and their experience was all in natural gas and oil. However, what their job was, was to go and clean up the engines that process those fuels and that move those fuels around the country, taking thousands and thousands of tons of carbon out of the environment each year. What could be more sustainable than that Yes, you can get into alternative energy, but we still need oil and gas and will for a while. So making that cleaner is a huge environmental impact. So we may not be able to get into sustainability right now, but you can start building your story in that direction by looking for opportunities, looking for opportunities to volunteer with organizations like this. There's most likely a nonprofit in your community that is focused on sustainability. Look at your United Way or whatever nonprofit hub is in your community and find those organizations that are focused on sustainability. Go and volunteer, 
get on their leadership teams and you can build a sustainable thread to your story without having to make that shift right now. Dip your toe in, get involved in the community, see if it's going to be the, the right fit for you. You can look for opportunities to be more sustainable in what you do every day. So when my former community was looking at ways to improve their environmental sense, if you will, they found, well, actually my husband found some research that said one of the most cost-effective and environmentally effective things you can do is change out the light bulbs in your home. So easy steps that we all can take to be more environmentally friendly. Obviously, that's probably not something you're going to put on your resume. But you can start making some of those changes yourself and encouraging your business to do that where you are right now. You could become the unofficial sustainability officer for your business just by doing some research and figuring out the things that they could do to be more environmentally friendly in their business. Now, one of the other issues that Katie and I talked about was the, the social sustainability aspect. And if you talk to sustainability directors um, within organizations and within communities, usually they talk about the three pillars, your social, environmental, and financial. Because if you aren't being financially sound, guess what? You aren't being social or environmentally found, sound because you're going to have people that are out of work if your business isn't financially sound. So that financial piece um, our community had started to do some research on what is financially feasible, what's the payback period on these things, so that we can make a business case for doing the financial investment. On the social side of things, companies have started to take a social stand. And it's interesting, the marketing research around that says that people like that, especially younger millennial Gen Z, like when companies take a social stand. There's always some risk there for a company because of course if you take a social stand for an issue, you're going to have people that are against that. So if my company comes out and um, some of the companies Dick's Sporting Goods said, you know, we're not going to sell this certain type of gun because it doesn't make sense and, and we don't believe we don't believe in it socially. It's going to take, you know, you might take a hit for that. You also might get a, a new following of people that really like that you're saying that. And this makes it challenging for companies to kind of rally around because my guess is that they have people within their organizations that agree with those social decisions and then people in their organizations that don't agree with that social decision and you're going to not only potentially lose customers when you take those stands but you're going to perhaps lose employees but that conviction and the things that we believe in are important to our company they're important to our customers and they're going to create an opportunity for us to build community. And when we as individuals, when we as brands, look to create sustainability in a financial sense, it's that community that's really important as well. So that in that way, the social and financial aspects go together because we're building a community who understands our social position, and perhaps agrees with it, but not always. So there are people who love Chick-fil-A, even though they may not 
agree necessarily with the religious reasons for their closing on Sundays, but they like that the company has that conviction and that they follow that conviction and respect that they follow what they, they practice what they preach, if you will, right? So just because we might take a social stand and have people that don't agree with it, they might still respect the fact that we take a social position and make that stand. If you're a job seeker, this can be a challenging place to navigate because if you're really looking for a company that stands with you on a social issue, finding 100% agreement with people is going to be challenging. Finding 100% within a company is going to be challenging, especially larger companies and even in a smaller company. To me, if I found a company where everybody believed the, the same thing, I might be a little bit suspect um, that perhaps there's too much groupthink going on. Some diversity is nice, but can they have a conversation about it? Can they respect each other's beliefs and overall perhaps agree with some justice issue that I'm equally passionate about? As I said, my group of career colleagues is really talking about how do we help people address these issues? How do we help them ask about this in an interview or have a conversation about it when we've been taught not to talk politics and talking politics may not be the best idea? And if we want to have a conversation about and really understand a company's social positions, this conversation in, needs to be navigated and it is somewhat typically and unfortunately perhaps politicized by some in some way or another, I think even about the Peloton commercial um, that came out around the Super Bowl time where they had the wife who got the Peloton bike for Christmas and she was so excited and she worked out and a whole bunch of people got really upset about that ad because it was sexist and that she needed to work out to be an okay person and it's just hot button issues tend to be extra hot buttonish right now. And how do you want to address that in your job search if you're passionate about some of these social issues? There's not really an answer there. There are some resources to understand your issues, understand your hot buttons, know when you might want to bring those conversations up, and it. how much of a, an issue do you want to make that in your search? How much how much of a passion do you have for that that you might be willing to let go of some opportunities to stand with that issue? And for some of us, we may have those issues that we can stand on and, and fall on a sword when we need to. And for others, we may not be able to do that. So we've got to know where we're at and, and the reality around some of those discussions before we walk into them. Um, perhaps un unknowingly of how it's going to impact us. So social sustainability, environmental sustainability, growing careers, consulting within companies, externally to companies, of how can they start to build their brand and build their operations to address these issues. We will have another guest here next week on The Career Confidant and be talking about more topics that help you make your career sustainable. So we will see you right here again next week on The Career Confidant.
Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 